Welcome to the Pragmatic Lead Podcast. Your hosts are Alex Pachuk and John Massey. We have conversations with folks throughout the tech industry to get real-world perspective on how people make things happen for their careers and businesses. Check out pragmatically.com for more content just like this. So today we have Tara Bird with us. Tara, we've worked together on a couple of teams and uh, we built some cool stuff together. So Tara, why don't you uh, tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been up to? Yeah, for sure. So I am a squad lead at HelloFresh. I've been with HelloFresh for about two years now, was a front-end engineer, senior front-end engineer, moved into the management role pretty recently, just got the promotion back in July. Uh, I work on the conversions team and yeah, so just learning the ropes of management. Awesome. So Tara, you were really at the top of our list as someone to shoulder tap and talk to. Your career has been growing and it's been really fun following your journey. So when we're talking about things to chat about, working remote, COVID, uh, this has had a big effect on our lives. And you being a parent, has we find that even some folks reach out to us on Twitter, they're kind of like, hey, you have all this great stuff to talk about when like how to manage your life working from home or how to think about working from home or separating work life from home life, but what if I have kids, right? How do I deal with that? What are some ideas or ways that we can problem solve or organize ourselves? So, and you brought that up, uh, something for us to chat about today. And Alex, I know you probably have some, some personal stories and things that you can share as well. So being a parent during COVID, what's it been like so far, like high level? Yeah, so back when it started, it was actually pretty difficult for me because everyone was dealing with the anxiety of like the uncertainty of just the economy, like how people were starting to get sick. So like that general anxiety, but then having this additional layer of having to worry about working at home with my kids and also providing that childcare completely because with the quarantine, you couldn't really have outside care. You couldn't do daycares anymore, no more school. So like having your kids in your home while you're working, has been extremely difficult. You are on uh, video calls and your kids pop up on the screen and you're worried how that makes you, how people look at you that way. Are you working as hard as everyone else? So just dealing with that and having to figure out how to split my time to make it work being a mom and also being at work. I think that's literally happened while Alex and I have been recording a podcast. Right, Alex? We had uh, visitors. Yes, yes. My daughter likes sometimes to sit next to me while I have meetings. She draws like pictures and then slowly you see her like face over the camera. She's like, hi. (laughs) She goes back, (laughs) which is like probably one of the best cases. And like the worst is like they just both running and fighting and there's screaming and like it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But you know, I, I think it's for, for moms, it's, it's different. Like for, for like dads, it's just, you know, hey, we're just going to play. There's like, you know, there's some, some, some noises for sure, some distractions. But for moms, it's, it's different. I, I don't want to pretend that I understand that my wife does most of the work and my kids kind of always want to spend more time with, with their mom. So it's, uh, I think moms are different. Yeah, definitely. And um, 
when my husband's great, he like helps out a lot, but my kids tend to gravitate towards me more. Just constantly like always asking for something, whether it's a snack or just can you play with me and like having to shut them down be like, no, no, I'm working, I'm working. You feel really terrible inside you. <laughs> like just having that. I remember actually my daughter was playing with her, this like toy computer that she had. And I was like, oh, hey, like, can I play with it? And she goes, no, 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 no touching. I'm working, I'm working. I'm like, is this how she does <laughs> Emulating your behavior now? Exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah, no one wants to be that parent, you know, like. You want to be like the fun, always wanting to hang out, cool parent, but that's just not the case with no more boundaries anymore. So there's a difference being a like at work, if you're just programming, if you're just an IC or, you know, you're just um, doing code and being a manager or a tech lead, right? Being a, working with code programming, you always you can just go in a corner or you can just code while uh, kids are playing or watch TV or something. There's like the noises, extra noises don't really bother you when you're like doing some debugging or looking at the code. But when you're a manager, you actively have to drive meetings, you have to meet with people, have conversations, and it's just not the same. So there's like definitely a difference in actually what you do for work, even though you work from home. I'm just curious, what's been your experience? Yes. So going into that management role, I was put into meetings all day, every day, and like having to prepare for those meetings, having to, as you said, drive those meetings. And so my husband too, he, when COVID started, he, uh, so he's, he works for a big four accounting firm. And so he has busy seasons and that busy season usually lasts from January to April. And then sometimes extends out to June and last year it extended out to June. So during that time period, I always kind of take the lead at home with everything because he is working so many hours. And so having to deal with that at home and being on meetings all day, I just popped my kids on the TV to do whatever I can, survival mode, just to get some time to deal with being on the computer all day and talking to people all day. But that hopefully my kids not popping in too often or interrupting or distracting the meeting. So as this stuff started, did you have like any pre-plan or pre-thought or have you just been responding to... And same with you, Alex. Are you guys just kind of responding to the events that are emerging out of your at-home environment? Or do you have like, do you actually have a plan at all? Or No, you just kind of have to adapt. I think that's just parenthood in general, just adapting to the new, the changes. Um, when I first started, my mom actually uh, was one of the lucky ones. My mom was able to help and, you know, she was in our trusted circle. So she would come help out when she can. And so I had that a little bit. Um, and she just knew that Jeremy, my husband, was very busy with work too. So like having that extra support, but then she actually got sick with COVID. And so just like not being able to have her as like that support system for a few, like for quite a while, it was really difficult and just trying to navigate through that. And then just like now my kids are actually um, in daycare. So that was a really difficult decision to make because you don't want to put your kids in danger. And it was just, we just, knew that that was the right choice for us, considering that we're both in meetings all day and there's no other way for us to really split our time. So just like figuring out what is available now in that situation and adapting to it, I think is just learning how to navigate through it. Yes, I had similar experience. And kids are people too, right? They, so every person is unique and kids are, you know, kids are different. Some kids can sit still, can play, and some kids cannot. They want to run, they have more energy. And my kids are having too much energy. So when we had that 
lockdown when the daycare closed uh, initially, it was really hard because my kids, they need to play. They, they need kids. They need friends. Uh, they have a lot of energy. So we're the, like, they were fighting, they were playing. So it was really active at home. So first few weeks definitely was very challenging because we were trying to adapt to the whole new kind of experience, the whole new thing, like working at the same time. And I was starting a new job. I was switching the job right when the whole thing started. I was onboarding the new company, kind of going through all the initial meetings, learning, onboarding, things like that while kids at home. So yeah, we had parents uh, too. So same, really lucky to have parents nearby. So they were really helping out. But it's still, I mean, kids want to have fun with, with their parents too. So they're, they don't understand like, hey, I have a meeting, please <laughs> sit still for 30 minutes. It just doesn't work like that. So they, they have their own rules and they uh, rarely listen to, um, you know, just don't come into my room. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, it was diff- uh, difficult for sure. Yeah. And also kids... They're, they're not understanding why they can't see their friends. They don't understand this new environment either. So having to explain that to them and not understanding why when you're here and they're in at home, why you can't play with them is also really difficult and trying to teach them boundaries. But like you said, kids live by their own rules. So yeah, yeah so yeah, so you have to adapt. There's no preparation. And yeah. in my experience for things like that, uh, I, I don't think anyone was uh, was ready to to face the, the new reality. And kids, uh, kids in the same boat, like parents, kids in the same boat, we had to learn on the job how to deal with the whole thing. Are your kids in school yet? Yeah, so um, daycare opened, I think it opened like early June. So um, we were one of the early uh, adopters of the new, <laughs> a new system, uh, wearing masks and everything. So because again, kids, it was uh, hard for them to stay home. All the uh, parks were closed uh, in, the, in our town. So it was like nowhere to go. So we, we had to kind of adapt and, and take the risk. What's it been like? Like, like was the process, is it like, are you guys wor- like stressed out all the time about it? Like, how are you guys handling having your kids in a, in daycare now? I was, it was a really difficult decision for me. I was so stressed out the first week. I was so worried about it, but just like having them been there and they've been fine since. And just knowing that my daycare has been doing a really good job, just kind of put my mind at ease, but definitely at the beginning there, it was really, really stressful for me. Did you have a selection process? Like, how did you... And like, how did you guys determine like which daycare or did you have a company you're already working with? How did you vet it out? Was there a discovery process? So I had actually just moved to this area during COVID. So I had known that I was going to buy this house since December of last year. So I've been in contact with a bunch of different daycares, but daycares aren't easy to get into. There's wait lists through the roof. So this is the one daycare that had some potential availability for my kids. So that's how I made that connection. And then, yeah, so just what was available, like you kind of just have to deal with what, what's given to you. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Like, how did you find out that there was a, a program going on and, and then you guys committed to being early adopters? So we already had a daycare and they closed for two, three months when COVID started. And then they were starting to reopen slowly with uh, limited capacity. So we... Uh, we just used the same daycare. So it was no difference. Were there any guarantees? Like, cause I'm sure they have to be thinking about the parent, right? Like if like, Hey, bring your kid here. 
No. Yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all precautions, right? You just you take the temperature. Kids have to wear masks, and you know all like sanitizing surfaces. It's a yeah, it's all standard precautions that any store, any facility uh, does, and you just have to trust them that they do their best. And you guys have your kids wearing masks. Uh, yeah. The older one, yeah, the older one, uh, yeah. Uh, my two-year-old has to wear a mask all day. And how is it keep with keeping their mask on? Because I see kids that can't even keep their shoes on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, just cover your nose. Don't put your mask back on. Why? Why? And I explain that every single time. <laughs> yeah, well, and that makes it difficult too, right? Because you have to have a conversation with your with your kids and you have to explain, you know, and they ask a lot of questions. And obviously, this is one of the probably more difficult things for them to understand why I have to wear a mask. So you have to be creative. You have to buy masks with uh, silly faces and animal faces, whatever, right? So it makes make it a little bit fun. Any uh, Any mask recommendations, Alex, Tara? <laughs> the kids seem to be kind of drawn to is there like the roblox for masks or something really i mean i think it's up to your personal preference right you have like the the disposable ones or you have the the reusable ones it's like really my i let my daughter pick the design so like we'll go into a store and she sees one she likes and we'll go with that but other than that yeah preference. yeah i've heard this uh from uh one person who works uh, on on my team is that having kids at home is like being a manager of your kids you have to know your kids you have to know what they like if they like cats or dogs or bears and like you have to know their preferences their taste and kind of work with them it's like it's almost like being a manager you have to convince motivate them you know it's it's uh it's the same thing you have to know you have to get to know them uh, personally and what what uh what drives them in that hierarchy alex who is actually the ceo <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> I'm just doing. I'm just doing what what they tell me to do. So you're at home environment. So you're at home. Obviously, if uh, best case scenario, working from home. Maybe you have a little office space to yourself. Everyone's got different workspaces. Has your home? Has the shape of your homes changed at all? No, I actually don't even work at a desk. I work um with a actually I work on like one of those like flap desks at my couch, but. Previously, when I was living in Hoboken in our tiny apartment, the way it was set up is we had one bedroom and then then the living room and then our bedroom room with French doors. So it's like based with, with windows. So like our bedroom is basically in the living room and my daughter's room had pocket doors so to our bedroom. So her bedroom is basically in our bedroom and our bedroom is basically in the living room. So there was no privacy. And so my husband being on, I'm on calls all day there was no place to escape. And so what we had to do is whoever had an important call would go into the one bedroom. And so they have that quietness and the other person would take care of the kids on that call, each other's schedule beforehand. So we could figure out who, who gets priority for that room. And yeah. And it's pretty important um, to kind of highlight that it, it, it's a, teamwork right you work with your husband you have to coordinate who takes care of the kids and who has the important call where to go so it's like and you probably have to do it coordinate that beforehand it's like oh i have this important call like at this time so you make sure that you don't have anything kind of any conflicts in your schedule so you have to coordinate it's almost like you have this small team small company in at home right so you have to juggle both think at, uh, things at the same time and like the the space is is also uh, kind of a challenge as well so yeah it's it's kind of it's interesting to look at uh, this way and i know everybody has to deal with that to a certain extent even if you don't have kids 
you still have to coordinate and like make sure that there's no like two meetings going on at once because you can't really hear each other or cannot really hear the call. But with kids, it, it's definitely um, definitely different. Makes it a little bit more more complicated. Well, well, Alex, you since we've been chatting, you actually I think you set up a new I don't want to call it a studio, right? But you have what sounded like a private area that you established, or did did your house change at all? Yeah, I mean, my younger daughter is now t- almost two. So uh, a couple months ago, we decided to move them together in the same bedroom to sleep in the same bedroom. Uh, it used to be her kind of sleeping area with uh, with everything set up. Um, so yeah, that kind of freed up. Um, it's like a half of a bedroom. Um, so it's a pretty small room. It was enough for one baby to sleep in. So it's well, now it's it's my private office, if you, you can call it this way. But yeah, it's pretty tiny, but it gives me that that privacy with Tara was talking about. It gives me four walls and a door, and it's that's all I can ask for. And it's I know we're talking about difficulties, but have you guys had any like really fun moments? Like, has there anything been like like that made you laugh or that you were kind of happy that happened? I can't think of anything specific, like a specific moment, but actually, like the flexibility of the remote working and. I think has been actually been really helpful for me. Like now that my kids are in daycare, I don't have to worry about that childcare aspect as much. So now like I can focus on, like I get, I don't have to spend an hour on the train or an hour commute. And I get that time back with my kids and can make them a meal. When, when I was working in Manhattan, I would just like do something quick when I got home because then it would be bedtime. So just like having that luxury of more time in my day almost has been really great. Yeah, I would. Uh, I definitely empathize with that. I've been saving a lot of money, and I've been wor- wondering how. And it's because I don't drive by that Starbucks <laughs> and pick up a coffee on my way somewhere. Or uh, right now, what would be a, probably be pumpkin spice uh, lattes? I'd be sinking all my money into. Not a fan, Alex. No, no, no. Too much, too much milk. Is it milk? Too that much, too much pumpkin. Too much pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Alex? Yeah. Any happy accidents while working from home with the kids? Yeah, I mean, when the first uh, when we started working from home, all of us like first it was uh, I was really self conscious when you know kids were running around and screaming and kind of showing up on my cameras like oh I have like I have to like put up this face like I'm a manager I have to be professional like I have to like be serious about everything especially when I like have this kind of conversation oh we have to like motivational like we have to kind of team up we have to finish this project and my kids like running <laughs> running in and start like laughing at me or something so it was. Uh, it was kind of embarrassing at first, but then I like just went with that. Um, so I just started having funds like, hey, come on, come here. Let's let's sit and let's have this meeting together type of thing. Right. So it was um, just, you know, you have to you have to adapt and you have to kind of just have fun because there's no other options you have. Right. And I'm actually been really surprised how creative my kids become with this. So as, as they kind of play outside, the older one, which is almost five now, um, is telling her, her mom is like, I'm going to go like to the bathroom or grab like a snack. And she comes up to my office and <laughs> just runs into my office. And she just wants to like either sit next to me or she just like wants to be like on camera or something. So she she finds a way 
to get what she wants. It just becomes creative. Or uh, like while I have meetings, she's like pulling some some of my documents and, and markers and of my desk and starts drawing and like putting on my on my wall. It's like after the meeting, I'm like, oh, like there's like so so many drawings now. So it's like it's it's just funny like how they how they kind of adapt around you and how they find a way to kind of you know just just be occupied, just find different things on your desk. Uh, under the desk, whatever, you know, just, just do something. So it's, it's, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, Alex, you said something similar to Tara a moment ago around being self-conscious about what your colleagues think about you and your work when you have your kids popping up. Where do you think that comes from? Like, what's the concern that you think you have or the pressure that, that you think is on you for that? I'm going to let Tara, Tara go first. So I actually read this article the other day and it resonated so much for me. And so like there's this concept of the ideal worker, right? Like someone who can put in work the extra hours, is available all the time, is online all the time when you need them. And then there's like the good mom, puts the family first, always before everything else, prioritizes them. And the struggle for working mothers is that you can't be both. It's impossible to be both, right? So trying to fit that ideal, be that ideal worker, trying to get that promotion, which I got, but like, you feel like people, when they see your kids on the screen, you feel like they like perceive you as someone maybe not working as hard because you know, you're, you have to deal with your family. You're not putting in the hours as everyone else does, but really um, like parents are working double time, right? They're working at home, they're working at work and they're probably even trying to compensate for the fact that they can't, work all the time. So they work harder when they can. It's just like that. There's like this biases where you just feel like you're as like a, a mother, you can't work as hard as everyone else. Yeah. And I, I just want to say it's it, everything that you said, it's, it's most probably applies to moms. I think moms work extra hard because I don't have to do lunch. I don't have to do all that stuff that mom does. Right. So there's definitely an extra, extra burden on, on moms and, and also like being productive at work and being at the same level just to kind of self-conscious of that are you productive enough at the same time kind of taking care of kids because dads are not doing that uh, maybe some but <laughs> definitely not as much as moms I think moms definitely having kind of extra hard time uh, to, de- to deal with that and something you something that resonated with me that you said too you like our manager and so when having your kids on the screen I feel like trying to become a manager and trying to perceive myself as a leader and um, like making myself seem like someone that's leading a team, having that, it kind of felt like it was kind of hurting me and hurting my image. And it was like more difficult to transition into that role because, because my kids were on the screen. It just seems very unprofessional. So there's, it's like the almost like there's this, I mean, as leaders and I'm going to throw that word out there when you're leading people, it's almost important to have to seemingly hold a persona that we have it under control. Yeah. And then if people can see the things around our homes going on that seems anti-control or out of control or mismanaged, somehow is we think it's a reflection on ourselves or our performance or our colleagues will pick up on something that we didn't intend them to and that might have some ramifications on our careers. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with that. And you want to also lead by example too. So like, like maybe parent parenting is different, but it also 
Like if you're not, you have to block off time in your calendar to, to dedicate time to your kids. And like, you want other parents to be able to do that too, but also like, it's like worried that your colleagues will think that you're not working as hard as them because you're doing these things is like a worry and on your mind when you're trying to, to work and be a leader. Well, not just that, you know, for work and I'm sure also for your family, I'm sure you're also concerned about your kids and their well-being. And then when you can finally put one thing away, you have to worry about the other. You know, thinking about that, just like that just sounds so stressful. Yeah. And you, you want to be the best parent for your kid and like having to tell them you can't play with them right now or, or just the fact that you're plopping them in front of a TV, you feel like you're not doing enough for them constantly. It just, it is really difficult. It is really stressful. And there's a lot of pressure on moms to be the best mom, or at least it's pressure we put on ourselves, right? So when you're not doing it quite up to par as you perceive everyone else to be doing, kind of, kind of blame yourself a little bit. What? Yeah, it's, it's also interruptions, right? As you have, like as a manager, right? You have a lot of meetings, you have to talk a lot, you have to listen a lot, you have to pay attention, right? It's not just code or just doing work. It's, it's, it's human interactions, right? You have, you have a lot of conversations. And as your kids are running in or asking you questions, it's, it's just simply inter- interruption. So because kids, when they have a question, they, they don't wait. They just ask questions until you pay attention and you answer. So it, just simply being interrupted is also has, has an effect. So what Tara was saying, yes, completely agree. And also just, just simply interruptions, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, yeah, and distractions as well, right? So like when you're in a meeting and your kid pops up, it kind of completely detracts from the meeting and yeah, it can throw a whole wrench in it. So right. I've seen that too. Even if the they're muted and, and we're and, and the kid pops up or pops up on the lap of somebody, it's it's hard, like, oh hey, like there's a kid there. And and I'm missing someone telling me that we're gonna get billed for a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't pay for. <laughs> <laughs> or we didn't actually use the, uh, we're about to pay for it. So, you know, I know we, you know, you guys both have daycare now. What were the things, if any, that you could talk to that kind of helped carry you through that stressful, emotional, right? Because we have, we care about both things very much. So was there anything that you reminded yourself of or, or was it, did you just kind of deal with it as you went? Like, did you get, how did you manage that stress? Or was there anything that helped? For me, I had a couple things that really helped me. One, I I meditated a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so that was huge for me. I I use Headspace and that really, really helped. To just like finding time for yourself is really, really important because there's, now that there's no boundaries, you're either always working or always with your family. You don't have the commute home anymore where you kind of just kind of, kind of just, have a moment to yourself before you get home. And so you don't have that anymore. So like carving out time in your day to make sure you are having some self-care things, whether again, that's meditation or maybe like a gratitude journal, which has been really helpful for me, or just like fun stuff like a face mask or bath, just 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you can do, really helpful. Alex, any uh, anything that you found helping you kind of get through this stuff? It sounds like you didn't, you're, you're not really brunting the, the big parts of it, but it's still having an effect. 
Yeah, again, I don't think for me it's it's as difficult as for for moms because I don't have to do a lot of the things that moms do. So I'm, I I think I'm 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 getting some like free pass. Um, I'm just playing with kids and like mostly dealing with interruptions and and distractions. So I don't think I I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not saying it's it's hard for me because my wife does most of the work. But yeah, it's like Tara was saying, like, it's important to find time for yourself to do, you know, some, some kind of exercise or meditation or something, just, just alone time. I think it's important to take breaks with, you know, from everything that includes kids, work, everything, just go for a run, go for a walk, do something that, you know, doesn't require anyone else. So you have, you, you can have that break. I think it's important. And something else that I just thought of as well, and something that you've touched on before, like planning is really important. As an engineer, you always want the most effective or the most efficient solution, right? And that's kind of how I, I think of my home. Like, what is the most efficient way I can do the dishes every day? What is the most efficient way I can get laundry done and most efficient way I can meal plan? And the, the way that helps me is just maybe spending 15 minutes on like a Sunday, just planning out your week, planning out what meals we'll be eating, what dinners will be serving. Yeah, just planning really, really helps. I'm, I'm curious, Tara. So uh, like, we talked about self being self conscious and, and kind of having kids popping up on the, on, the, on the screen. Do you have any advice for other parents who kind of going through the same? Uh, I'm not sure if, if you kind of overcome that, or maybe it's still kind of an issue for you. Just just curious if you if you have any advice for others. About yeah, that. I think just giving yourself some slack, right? I think that's a big thing. It, it's a lot of it's really internal. So just like one really important, like definitely your company can support you. My company has done that. They like hold workshops for self-care. They hold workshops specifically for parents. So they, they provide that kind of support. And my manager is giving me some flexibility as well. But also like just being able to like internalize and understand that it's okay if you don't do all the laundry today or spend that extra minute with your kid because tomorrow you might have more stuff to do at work. So just giving yourself some slack, I think is really, really important. And just you lower your expectations a little bit because everyone's in it. Everyone's in the hole. Everyone's trying to get through it. So, yeah. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, I can't help but to, so if, if I could relate it all, it would be in, you know, features that I've run into with my, in my professional development around imposter syndrome or like presentations or giving presentations. For some reason, I just go so deep and I take it so personally. Is my message clear? Are people, do people care about this? Am I wrong? <laughs> and, uh, you know, something that that uh, I, I noticed in conscious leadership is a, is a really interesting subject. And if you Google it, there's some really good videos. But one of the things that they talk about is prioritizing being right tends to put us into what's called like a drama circle or drama, the drama triangle. But if we instead, if we're thinking what they call above the line, the line being this meta object that we can maybe put a reference to a, some position that we're in. But above the line, prior to say, they say prioritizing curiosity and learning and forfeiting what being right means. And so what that's kind of led me into is while I do have this inkling of my ego and making sure my, you know, I do have to maintain this thing and it feels like a burden sometimes. Uh, every time it arrives, it feels like a burden. But if I'm not really, 
if I don't care about being right as much and I'm, I find myself asking more questions and really relying more on the people around me to make decisions and to share the responsibility of what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And then the other, the other part too is incremental progress. Today is the day that, it, and it's going to be the best day that it can be. Uh, tomorrow it can be a little bit better if I decide to spend a little more time on it. And then I prioritize, I've tried to prioritize my time based on the, on the thing that I think is going, that needs probably the, my attention the most in that, in that moment. But that's, it's a long road to get there, to start not internalizing the things about the world so much and to start appreciating the world and the state that it's in and that we're just participants in it and whatever our perspective is. I think you said that Tara, I completely agree with you is, is give yourself a break. You're being the best person that you can be. And as long as you're promising yourself that each day, then the outcomes will be as, as, as good as they can be based on what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. 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 I also want to add, like, it's, it just kind of that realization that it's okay that your kids are just, you know, making noise or interrupting you and just being okay with distractions and interruptions. Just, you have to deal with that. That's one. It's, it's no big deal. It's just a two, three minutes of your and everyone else's time. And it maybe it's even better because that creates a little bit of kind of socially, it's, um, it's like a break, like everyone's going to, you know, oh, it's 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 something that we can laugh about, right? So it's it's it eases that not an environment, but um, the whole dynamic in the conversation, right? So it becomes less serious, and that's what you want in any interaction. You don't want to be stiff and just all about business, right? So you want to have some a little bit of fun. So that creates that. Just just realize that it's it's not a big deal. And the second, I think it's it's a great opportunity to to uh, educate your kids later on. It's like, look, I will have meetings, but if you have that good balance and playing with kids and then have time for work, it's a good, I know like it depending on, on the age of the kids, but it's like, I think five, six and older, I think it's a good opportunity to educate your kids. Look, I have work and this is, I, I need to be kind of um, focused on, on the work and you can wait. And then later on, I will kind of dedicate time and we'll play with you. So I think it's a good opportunity to, for education. And also for you, once you play with kids, don't be on the phone. Don't be on the whatever. Don't watch TV. Just actually play with your kids. Give them the, the attention. So I think it's 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 actually um, just find an opportunity in, in, in the whole thing, right? I think there is a there is a uh, a room for kind of to use this this whole situation to to, to your advantage. Yeah, and actually another thing that really helps get me through it is like asking for help and utilizing each other. Like at home, my partner like asking for help and you just having that symbiotic relationship, but also at work, right? If I can't stay late to help with a, like a critical that we're having, then asking someone else to cover for me and then I'll get like their back at some other point in time, like with a meeting that they can no longer make or just help each other out, um, ask for help and turn the favor in the future, whatever you can do. That's a good se- segue into a question that's been on my mind. And you mentioned that the company you're at there you you're hold they're holding workshops what kind of content has been has been helpful definitely for me it, i tend to forget to take breaks and that thing that i said about self care i tend to not do that which is what i tell other people to do so just 
what like sleep stash, like, like how to get good night's sleep, just breathing and posture and just like nutrition. So these self care workshops are really, really helpful. Um, and I think people need to be reminded to do that. And so like having these workshops come up, it, it forces them to like do it. So, um, or at least remember, or it's a little reminder to, Hey, take some time to yourself. Here's some ways how you can do that. And from like our colleagues and being on a team, I have empathy for, for the people that I work with. Is there anything that you see or anything, any team dynamics that tend to, you, you said having each other's back maybe a little more frequently or looking for opportunities. Are there things that you could categorize that have been really helpful from like your team and the people that you rely on around you that you found, I don't know, has there been like maybe new ceremonies or questions that you get asked? Not really, but um, just like the normalization of being a parent in the workplace right now that all the parents are going through the same exact thing. There's a Slack channel for parents who are working from home and we just share funny like memes or funny things because we all understand it. Like and ask for resources, people put it post in schedules for their kids or what they're doing for virtual learning or virtual school. Um, are they doing pods? Like what are they how are they handling and all these situations? So trying to find that group and work too really helps. Maybe they're not on your direct team. Like in my case, there are not a lot of people who have kids. So this is like to the broader company, there is a Slack channel and that's really helpful. Oh, it's interesting. So companies, parents creating little communities within the organization to share ideas and things they're learning. And it sounds like also having some fun with it. Yeah, definitely. And utilizing like Facebook groups too. There's tons of local Facebook groups, um, like mom groups, dad, parent groups. So utilizing that as well, because everyone's going through it. It's just a lot of funny memes of moms with bottles of wine because how else are you going to get through quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> so curious if uh, if you had it your way and you thought you could design the the best working environment at home with your kids, what facilities would you have? Definitely a separation, like designated area to work, and then. Like when you're in that area, no interruptions would be really, really nice. Just like having that separation of work and home, because that's the hardest part, right? Not having those boundaries or kids can come in whenever they want, but like we've just creating those boundaries. So just creating your workspace and leave it. And that's when you're sitting in that chair, then you're working. Um, so like being able to focus for long periods of time, uh, that would be ideal. <laughs> I'm curious. So I think you mentioned something that not everybody has kids at work or any company, and that's understandable. That's that's normal. But so, how do you manage that, or how do you educate other people? How do you create those that mindset that you know some people do have kids, and some people will be distracted, some people will not perform at the full capacity every single day. And they will need time off. They will need breaks. They will need some help. So how, how do we, I know it's a, it's a pretty common challenge for many managers right now. And because we're all going through this, some companies more, some companies less, but it's, it's a pretty common issue right now or just a challenge. So how, how do, how do you think about this or how do you approach this? Something that helps with me is my manager has been really supportive. So just understanding that one it's been really difficult to have to, you're in a difficult position working from home with kids and 
he understood that from the beginning. And so like providing me the flexibility, understanding that, hey, I might need to block some time off on my calendar to take care of my kids during these times, just allowing parents to have that flexibility. And something that's really been helpful that I did was just set boundaries, right? So like announce like today I'll be working, I'll be online from eight to five or eight to four. So I'll be available during these hours, just setting those boundaries so people understand when you're working and when you're you're being a parent, having those distinct times of the day. Yeah, and that that's important. And does everyone understand that? There's no like no questions, no kind of no um, I don't know, stigma about this. Yeah, pushback. Pushback. That's what I was nervous about at first, and not communicating that was really difficult. And I think setting that tone and making it normal has been really helpful and there has been no pushback so far. So that's been really good. And people understand that. And as long as hitting the deadlines, doing my work, they're committed when I'm like have those dedicated work times, I think it should be fun, right? So like as a manager, making that known to your direct reports, you can have this flexibility and understand what you're going through would be just extremely helpful. Yeah, I think it's important for all managers, whether we have kids or not, it's just to make sure that people uh, people understand that you know there are people with different needs at home. Some have kids, some have parents, some have sick family members with them, pets, whatever. Right? We all have something going on, and as we work from home, there's always going to be something that we need to think about other than work. So it's not going to be all only work. So just just uh, have those either conversations or expectations that you know not everybody's going to perform at their best all the time. I think it's important to to remember at all times. Yeah, it sounds like you have a great support group around you. I I hate to think that there's there's those of us out there that don't have that kind of support, and we still they still have a manager or someone still trying to push everything they can or squeeze everything they can like when they're imagining productivity but for that person they have to be suffering tremendously um or they have to completely ignore one a a whole side of their life and um inadvertently possibly putting other things at risk more so than than we might have thought or they might have thought yeah and you have to think of there's also people who like my kids aren't in school yet. So we're not, I don't have to be a teacher, right? There are parents at home that have to teach their kids during the day because school is not in session. You can't go into the school. So they have to basically act as like a teaching assistant during their thing, during lesson plans at home while also being a parent while also working. And there's also families out there with maybe special needs that they don't have that kind of support because of like you don't want outside help because of the quarantine and the virus. So you just got to think there's also a lot of people out there who also have it way harder too. So if just providing them just some sort of just understanding where they're coming from and that empathy and allowing that flexibility, I think can go really far. So being very much so app driven and taking advantage of technology, it's definitely in our wheelhouse. We've all been writing programs and managing teams has there been any like new apps or new technology out there that you guys have rallied around or found like more interesting or more useful than than before? For instance, like I imagine something like maybe like a, a family calendar or 
like zone time or using colors in interesting ways around around the house yeah oh, i was gonna say i have this really really fancy app that's actually just a weekly calendar that's a whiteboard on my refrigerator and that helps so much <laughs> yeah. nice yeah i got it on amazon it's a whiteboard you, it's a magnetized so you can put it on um your fridge and every week we just update all our schedules so we understand who can work when who can help here who's doing pickups who's doing drop-offs that kind of stuff um, uh for me it's been disney plus <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's it's uh, every time we have a um, me and my wife we have a meeting at the same time. I think we had it yesterday. Like at the same time, half an hour we have meeting at exact same time, and it's really important for both of us. Uh, we can't really move move them around. What do we do? It's like Disney Plus. It's like half an hour. Kids are occupied, and we're kind of watching them over the shoulder. Like, is everything okay? So that's been uh, definitely a big help. YouTube Inevitable. <laughs> YouTube kids is he big thing yeah. for my daughter as well so awesome okay so has you touched on this a little bit earlier tara and kind of in wrapping has this changed your your mind about working from home at all or what it means um i think if given the resources and opportunity to have that support and that child care while you work i think it's it's wonderful like you'd be able to get your time back right so not having to do that commute anymore, having the flexible work hours, I think can kind of help parents in the future when we're not so worried about not having childcare and not having daycares open anymore. I think it can really be really helpful for a lot of parents to have this kind of flexibility in the workplace. Like during the day, if you need to take some time, then you just fill in those hours later on at night when the kids are asleep, just providing that kind of flexibility is would be great. I think it would make productivity go up way higher. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, this is gonna, it'll be my last question, but if you were talking to a CEO of a company or someone who was trying to understand how to connect with the people that have complex home lives, especially right now, whether they're teaching um, and they're parenting, and they're managing or they're trying to write code or whatever it is that they're trying to accomplish throughout the day, what would be something or some ideas or some things that you would kind of ask them to consider to introduce to their company for the general well-being of those individuals? I think, um, first of all, that CEO can take my kids for a week. And <laughs> <Being good. Okay>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think um, like a work from home stipend would be really helpful to build out just an area for someone to work, whether that's just a desk or a lap desk in my case, or even just an external monitor or just a nice office chair. I think that can do wonders. Offer resources like the workshops that I mentioned. These are and something that my company has done as well that I haven't utilized, but there's a lot of, because HelloFresh has a lot of distribution centers, there's, there's people who cannot work remote. And so they're providing some childcare through Red Horizons, like offering that support in that sense as well. Backup care, whatever they can do to support parents. I think that that's really a good idea. Awesome. Thank you. Alex, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, just wanted to get your final advice to uh, all the parents and uh, to be parents uh, soon. Uh, if they work in, you know, for a company and they are staying home, how do they 
kind of have these conversations with their manager? How do they kind of think about this? Maybe any, any final advice uh, to those uh, people? Yeah, definitely communication is key. So your manager is not going to understand what you're going through unless you mention it. So I would say like during like maybe one-on-one that you might be having, just mention things are a little bit tougher at home. It could just start maybe with like one or two occurrences. Hey, like tomorrow I need to sign off from 1 to 2 p.m. to make my kids lunch or and see how that goes and just iterate off of that and just push for that flexibility as much as you can. And as a manager, just providing the support to your direct reports in that sense and understand that their home environment may not be easy at the moment. So have that empathy and flexibility for them. Yeah, that's a good advice. Thank you. All right, Tara, do you have anything you'd like to share with everybody? you have anything going on you'd like people to know about? Yeah, for sure. So first thing, HelloFresh is hiring. Check out our website. We have tons of open roles all over the world. In our New York headquarters, we are looking for an engineer manager. So check that out. Just go to HelloFresh.com and go to the footer and check out the career site. Also, I'm starting to conduct some research on a business idea targeted towards parents working from home. It's still in the early stages, so I can't reveal too much about it, but we'd love to hear more about other parents and their experiences working from home and what their child care situation is. So reach out to me on LinkedIn because I'd love to hear your story. You can find me, Tara Bird, engineer manager at HelloFresh on LinkedIn. So connect with me. Awesome. Oh, that sounds great, Tara. Cool. So we'll make sure we include those in the show notes. So if you're listening, please uh, take a look at the notes and uh, pragmatically page associated with this for more information. All right, Sarah. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Pragmatic Lead Podcast. If you found this conversation interesting or helpful, we would appreciate your feedback. If you want even more content like what you just heard, check out pragmaticlead.com. If you have a story to tell, send an email to pragmaticlead at gmail.com and someone will be in touch. Thanks again.